Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 18th of October, 2023. Happy Wednesday to you. I am Derek Hunter. I am your host. Welcome to it. Uh, just to clear up any misconceptions yesterday, I got a couple of emails saying, hey, man, are you offering to send out your book to anybody? No, I don't have that many copies of my book. I, I got two that I know of, and I think I might have a couple, maybe three or four more somewhere buried in the basement, but we might have a snake down there, so I'm uh, Deal with that, yeah, fun times. But um, gotta I gotta do a makeshift trap because you can't put glue traps out. Because a, I don't want to be super cruel, and um, b, we have cats, so freaking nightmare. So anyway, um, I, I, it's a book plate. A book plate is a sticker that you put in the book where you would put the autograph. You see, a lot of people just like. Famous people will sit there and sign thousands of book plates and send them out. I'm not that. but uh, So if you want a book plate to put in your copy of Outrage Incorporated, then I can hook you up. Otherwise, I can't send you a copy of the book unless you win the contest this week at patreon.com slash Podcast or derekhunter.locals.com, and that's what you choose, which you should probably choose Greg Gutfeld over me just for the potential resale value. Just saying. All right. So... Got a lot of stuff going on. As of this moment, it's 5 o'clock. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to wait any longer. These idiots are never going to get their act together. And, and if they do, so what? But we have a uh, fight for the Speaker's House. It's not really even a fight because it's only one person. Uh, Jim Jordan is the only one looking for the job right now. And... They will not elect him. Republicans, just not yet, or maybe never. Who knows? I get it. Jim Jordan is too conservative. I don't know what these idiots honestly think a Speaker of the House can do. What do they really think a Speaker of the House can do? Have you seen a Speaker of the House pass something without the votes? Have you? Have you seen a Speaker of the House do something where, like, you know what? Most people are against this in the House of Representatives, but somehow I managed to make it through. It's just not how the House works. You'd think these idiots who work in the House would know this. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, my God, but what if the Speaker cuts a deal with Democrats? It cuts it leads the Republicans. Well, who's more likely to do that? Kevin McCarthy or Jim Jordan? Now, if you're... now. If you want them to do that, then Kevin McCarthy's your guy or some other person is your guy. But if you want to guard against somebody selling out conservative principles, you go with the most conservative person you can. The only person in the race is Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is plenty conservative, more conservative than Kevin McCarthy. I still think getting rid of Kevin McCarthy was a mistake. It was stupid. I think that getting rid of Jim Jordan from his committee assignments is stupid, but Republicans are stupid. There's nothing I can do about that. But if you're sitting there going, well, I don't want that guy out there. He's too conservative. Let's just say that's what it is, because that's what a lot of people think of Jim Jordan. He's too conservative, and he's a bully. If he doesn't get his way, he's not happy. Well, if you show me somebody who gets doesn't get their way and they are happy, I'll show you a loser. Just just throwing it out there. That's 
really what a loser is. Oh, I didn't, you didn't win. Yeah, but you know what? I sure gave it the old college try. Okay, great. Congratulations. You're off the team. Get out of here. You're fired. That's the way that should be the answer to everything. Anybody who's content with losing should immediately get their ass thrown off the team. So you go, well, uh, what, do you, what are you afraid of? He's going to push a conservative agenda. How would he pass a conservative agenda without the votes? You're a squishy Republican. How do you pass something? You've only got the House by, what, four votes currently? How do you pass something? with not something something that's you consider too conservative how do you pass that without the votes of republic you think democrats are going to come in and say well we'll tell you what we're going to vote for this super conservative piece of legislation and that's going to throw the house in disarray and i mean hell if i were them i'd do it every once in a while because republicans wouldn't know how to handle it they're incredibly stupid and Really, I, honest to God, I don't know how these people manage. They're, they're the reason slip-on shoes were invented because tying knots is a bridge too far for them. But just think about the argument that these people are making. They don't like him because he's a bully. Okay, fine. Are you seven years old and on the playground again? Are you okay? Do you need me to call your mommy? Or he's too conservative. Well, what the hell is too conservative going to do? What is too conservative going to accomplish legislatively? Nothing. So instead, you got these idiots. It's another band of idiots. You got Matt Gates standing up. I vote for I vote for Steve Scalise. I vote for uh, Jim Jordan. I'll vote for anybody. Please, for the love of God, somebody go. You notice the ringleaders, the super principled people have gone silent. The people who started this, the Nancy Maces and the and the Matt Gates of the world, they just disappeared. They're like, okay, I'll vote for who you put somebody up, I'll do it. Why? Because they realized that they stepped into a bear trap. They realized they stepped into a bear trap or on a landmine and they're like waiting for it to go off. And they're going, please God, just let somebody come along. Take the heat, distract from me. Don't pin this on me for the love of Pete, please. It's amazing. He just stands up. Uh, whoever the Republican leadership says should be, yeah, I'll vote for them. Super principled guy there. Super principled guy. But now we got a whole another group of idiots who are out there going, I can't in good conscience. Is there anybody in the world who ever said, you know what, I was going to vote for my member of the House of Representatives, but... He voted for candidate X when it came to the speaker's race. I couldn't. Po There's nobody who does that. The disarray will be remembered. But who the hell's going to say, um, man, uh, vote for me. I'm running against Congressman so-and-so. Congressman so-and-so voted for candidate X for Speaker of the House, who currently serves as Speaker of the House, who is insignificant in the grand scheme of things, and you probably couldn't name for $1,000. Hmm. Like I said, the disarray will be remembered. The end result won't. The fact that Republicans can't lead will be the mantra of the Democrats throughout 2024. If you want to take that away from them, the best way to do it would be to lead and elect somebody speaker. The fact that anybody wants this job with these morons, who would want to get in front of 
a caucus of 220 members, all of whom have knives that they'd love to stick in your pack? Like, uh, I don't want that job. Nobody wants that job. That somebody's willing to take that job. I'm like, oh, he's so mean. Show me a good leader who gave everybody hugs. Okay, listen, fellas, we're going to have to go out there and we're going to have to go to work and we're going to have to go from island to island, taking back the islands from the Japanese. Now let's get everybody in here for a big old hug, said MacArthur. Never. MacArthur would have woke up in a fever dream screaming bloody murder if he'd even dreamt he'd ever said that. George Patton probably would have kicked his own ass if he ever had that thought even as a joke. But this is what Republicans seem to want. He's too mean. He's too big of a bully. Just vote for the love of God. And here's the thing. You got people voting for Steve Scalise. You got people voting for Kevin McCarthy. I get it. You like him. You don't like Jim Jordan. They don't want the job anymore, okay? They don't. They've withdrawn their names from consideration. Stop voting for them. Get in line. Every once in a while, you've just got to do the one thing to get to the next thing, okay? There's just a step. It's not fun. You don't like it. Whatever, but it has to be done. It's X, Y, then Z. You don't want to do Y, but you've had X and you need to get to Z. So go with why. It doesn't make a damn bit of difference. You've got a year left before the election, a year and a month, a little less than a year and a month before the election. What do you think is going to get done legislatively? What do you think is going to get done legislatively? Anything? Anything major? You're going to get votes on things that you want, but the Senate is going to look at it and go not interested because it's controlled by Democrats. So in the grand scheme of things, nothing except for continuing resolutions are going to be there. Well, I want somebody to do the budgetary process. They did more than half the budgetary process so far under Kevin McCarthy. Whoever comes next, they can get the rest done. But you know what won't matter? Any of it when the Senate refuses to act on it or the Senate takes it up and makes dramatic changes and then they fail to come up with a, a conference report and so the whole thing falls apart and they have to pass another continuing resolution. You can't make idiots smart through sheer force of will. You just can't. So get this over with. Pass the budgetary issues to put the pressure on the Senate. Then learn how to message so you're not a complete moron and are able to actually put some pressure on the Senate then maybe, just maybe, you can get some things done through regular order. It's highly unlikely because Democrats don't really have the incentive to do it. They're better off. Their constituents don't give a damn. And here's a little dirty little secret for you Republicans out there. For all the talk about all the budgetary issues and all $33 trillion in debt, all budget deficit, blah, blah, very few people vote on that. Very few people give a single damn about that. I know. I know. It's important. I know it's important. You know it's important. Doesn't make it matter. No matter how important it is, you're not going to get people to care about it who don't care about it. It's, it's messed up. You sit there and you go, well, things cost so much at the grocery. Everything is more expensive. Inflation, inflation, inflation. I get it. 
because you want to just sit there and you want to choke these people and go, well, here's why there's inflation, you idiot. And you're voting for these more. But you know what? You can't. They're not going to get it. They're not going to connect those dots. And there's not enough time to go through and individually educate these people. So you just kind of go, all right, well, this is the world that we're dealing with. What are you going to do? It is um, sad and amazing to watch. So just elect a speaker, because right now you look stupid. You look feckless. And if I were not a conservative, if I were just a, a voter who was looking at Democrats and going, I don't really like what they're doing, but I look at Republicans, hear about what Republicans are up to, and I think, but those people are idiots. They can't handle anything. I'm going to vote for the people I don't like because the other side are idiots, or I'm just not going to vote, which doesn't necessarily help you when I was all, you know, sort of inclined to go in your direction. So pull your head out of your rear end and get your act together. Anybody willing to take this damn job at this point would absolutely, positively <laughs> do a better job than nobody. You freaking morons. It's just astonishing to me that these people are able to have jobs in the real world. They're able to do anything at all. Speaking of astonishing, right now, as you listen to this, at least as I record this, I wouldn't be surprised if he changed his mind for whatever reason. Joe Biden is allegedly heading over to Israel to demonstrate solidarity with the Israeli people and blah, 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 make a, you know, we've got Americans, we've got a couple of dozen Americans being held hostage over there at a minimum that we know of. And uh, almost three dozen Americans murdered by these terrorists. And the president of the United States doesn't see, he seems more inconvenienced by it than anything else. Remember the real victim here. Joe Biden isn't going to be able to nap. That's not going to be good when he's over there. I hope he's sleeping on the plane. But they, uh, the president of the United States was scheduled to not only meet with Benjamin Netanyahu, he was scheduled to meet with Mahmoud Abbas, the leader of the Palestinian Authority, the guy who took over from Yasser Arafat when Yasser Arafat went to hell. Well, Abbas has canceled meeting with Joe Biden because Joe Biden is irrelevant. Now, Abbas has come out this week and condemned the actions of Hamas. If you saw that story, you think, well, that's a good thing. It's a good start. Awesome. Nice seeing the leader of the Palestinian Authority condemning Hamas. He did so in English. He did not do so in Arabic. And then he sort of started to walk it back on top of it. So uh, keep that in mind. There is international consumption to keep the support money coming. Yasser Arafat didn't get rich because he opened a business. And then there is for domestic consumption, the things they say in Arabic. Now, when you control the media in the West Bank, you don't really have to worry about the stuff you say in English. There's not going to be a Tucker Carlson over there going, can you believe what this person says in Arabic and showing the world? No, showing that small slice of the world. No, it's not. So he's free to do that. Now, refusing to meet with Joe Biden is an insult to Joe Biden. Joe Biden is going over there 
not because the people of Israel need to see Joe Biden. Nobody needs to see Joe Biden. He's going over there because he wants to be seen where the action is. So he can, if only by proxy and by accident, be seen as a leader, as a force to be reckoned with, as a player on the world stage, if you will. He is none of those things. But you'd be surprised what the visual can do for a feckless leader. But Abbas canceled. Why? Because of a bombing of a hospital, a hospital in Gaza. Hundreds are dead, allegedly. And immediately the left-wing media in this country did what? They blamed Israel. Why? Because why not? They're Jews, right? Come on. New York Times original story, breaking news, an Israeli airstrike hit the Gaza hospital, hit a Gaza hospital on Tuesday, killing at least 200 Palestinians, according to the Palestinian Health Ministry, which said the number of casualties was expected to rise. Well, there's no more honest group of human beings on the face of the earth than the Palestinian Health Ministry or really anything that starts off with Palestinian in the name, especially in Gaza, when you realize that Hamas is metastasized throughout all of this trip. Well, uh, then almost immediately, recognizing that maybe that was not enough, not shocking enough, the news story comes out. Update, New York Times again. At least 500 people were killed by an Israeli airstrike at a Gaza hospital, the Palestinian Health Ministry said. Now, it seems weird. Again, these are declarative statements killed by an Israeli airstrike at a Gaza hospital. Then the caveat, the Palestinian health ministry said. Then they began to look at some of the evidence. And it might not have been exactly as cut and dry as they would have left it, but it doesn't matter. The lie has gone around the world a thousand times by now. Now, all of this, it's weird. The first story, let's see here. The first story was sent out at 2.12 p.m. Then the second story, the update from 200 to 500 people was sent out at 2.53 p.m. Now, the first story got uh, 382,000 impressions. Then along comes the update. The update's very, very important. They're very concerned about the update. And the update gets 285,000, 286,000 impressions. So you're well over half a million people who have seen this story, those evil damn Jews. But weirdly, it took almost two hours for the next update. The next update at 4.45 reads, quote, Update, the Israeli military said its intelligence indicated that a rocket that malfunctioned after it was launched by a Palestinian armed group was responsible for the explosion that killed hundreds of people at a Gaza City hospital. Turns out, at least according to the IDF, and I believe the IDF more than I'll believe the Palestinian whatever-whatever ministry, the... Uh, what, uh, Islamic Jihad, there's a whole bunch of terrorist groups. Hamas is just the biggest one. But Islamic Jihad likes to launch rockets too. 
The problem is they're not as well funded. Uh, all those academics and all those people f raising money in the United States, they raise it for Hamas. They don't really go down to the lesser. It's like it's like double A minor league baseball. It's fun, but it's not as good as triple A. And their weapons are not as good either. They're more makeshift. They're more secondhand. They are more rigged up. And they apparently launch rockets with some regularity that don't hit the mark, believe it or not. Makeshift things tend not to work, especially in the third world. And so you have a situation where these militants launch these things and they run out of gas. Or they're just launching them, Israel's that away, and they launch them. Since they got them secondhand, they don't necessarily know what, um, how to aim them, how far they go, things like that, you know, the things that you really need to know if you want to make sure not to kill your own civilians. But they have a history in the West Bank and or in the Gaza Strip of rockets, of their attempted terror attacks, falling well short of their intended targets and killing Palestinian civilians. Now, I thought that the Palestinians um, were the most important thing to other Palestinians, especially Hamas. They exist to defend Palestinians. They would never in a million years do anything that could even possibly remotely cause a hangnail. And, well, not so much. Now, don't take my word for it. I get it. I'm a right winger. I'm a, you can call me a Zionist, uh, whatever. I'm not a Jew, but I'll be a Zionist. Take the word of Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper is most definitely not a conservative. But even Anderson Cooper, now in this clip, you're going to hear Anderson Cooper point out what I just did. So it's official coming from CNN. Then you're going to hear Jake Tapper, who had been reporting this as an attack by Israel, as an attack. It's not, even if it were in a, an Israeli bomb, it takes a special kind of stupid to go, yeah, they probably did that. They probably did it on purpose. They're definitely going to be willing to squander the goodwill. That, I was going to say all the goodwill, but with the left in charge of so much around the world, they don't really get them really gotten all that much goodwill because they're anti-Semites, the left. But you squander all the goodwill that you've gathered these last few days by bombing a hospital on purpose. You know, just go, what are we going to bomb now? I don't know. Is there... Is there any schools in session? No, no schools in session. All right, well, then let's just bomb a hospital. I guess we've already leveled all the nursing homes. Let's bomb a hospital. You really believe that you're a special kind of stupid. One side is trying to instill terror, so they'll go to a concert and shoot people from the air as they paraglide down. The other side is trying to wipe out terrorism. And the terrorists are launching willy-nilly back. Listen to this exchange. It's Jake as Anderson Cooper lays it out and Jake Tapper kind of tries to dampen it. What remains to be seen, some sort of an explosion at this hospital. Uh, according, the death toll is, uh, is high, hundreds killed, uh, according to Hamas officials on the ground. Um, what we have seen certainly in the past is uh, either uh, an Israeli strike or an accidental strike, intentional or accidental, or a Hamas rocket launch that then falls short uh, and lands killing civilians, which we have also seen in past conflicts. So 
Uh, at this point, it is still very early. We're trying to gain more information on the ground, Jake. Yeah, no, I mean, this is always a very difficult situation because right now we have reports of hundreds killed, and there's no reason to doubt that, but we don't know what caused it. We don't know who caused it. We don't know the situation under which this happened, uh, and we're trying to bring the best information we can uh, under the worst circumstances there are. Uh, so we will bring that as we can. Uh, 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 oh, crap. Uh, 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 sorry. Your narrative may well have just been destroyed. It won't stop people on CNN from just saying it. I promise you that the uh, AOC gang that couldn't think straight is out there declaring Israel hates Palestinian children. I love how they go, oh, the, uh, half the people in Gaza are children. They're under the age of 18. Eh, okay, well, what happened to their parents? We don't want to talk about that. Well, why not? Well, because a lot of them died in acts of terrorism. A lot of them are in jail for committing or attempting to commit acts. Just shut up, okay? Just shut Okay, thank you. That's a hell of an argument you got there. You can feel bad for the people killed and recognize that there's always more to the story because there's more to the story. I love how these leftists and these libertarians are like, well, it's these ridiculous... Uh, Jews are running a propaganda war. You really think Israel isn't running a pop propaganda war? Sure, Israel's BSing. They're running a propaganda war. But what makes you think that the people who kill innocent people, which there's really no um, disputing that. Nobody's saying, no, Hamas didn't murder a bunch of people, 1,000, 1,500 people. What makes you think that those people are so really into honest messaging that they would never dare lie to people. They've been caught several times. They circulate photos from one photo of a dead child from Syria has been making the rounds amongst leftists going, oh man, this is terrible. Every chance they get, these people will lie. They are looking for any and every advantage they can possibly find. So why would this be any different? Ask yourself that. Which is more likely? A whole bunch of ignorant terrorists buying secondhand rockets, launching them willy-nilly in the direction of Israel, have some misfires or have a misfire, or the Israeli government decides, you know what? Screw all the goodwill we've gotten. Let's go and kill some people in a hospital. Which is more likely? Your answer will, if it's, especially if it's the latter, really says a hell of a lot more about you or your friends or whatever than anything else. Just saying. Lastly, I want to play you this clip from there's an election coming up in Canada, our neighbors to the north. And sadly, when I talk about Republicans, conservatives not being able to message, not being able to talk to left wing media, being suckers for it. I mean, hell, the, the RNC just agreed to have a debate hosted by NBC News. I don't know what other caveats or controls they put on that, but NBC News, really? It's a testament to just how awful Fox has been in these debates and how awful the media is, plus the incompetence of the RNC. That being said, with what's going on up in Canada, by the way, I think that um, Ron DeSantis has done a masterful job at going into enemy territory and answering questions. 
in a way that puts these leftist journalists on their heels. But what you're about to hear does it even better. This is Pierre Polivier. I don't know how you pronounce that last name. It's a French name, but he doesn't speak with a French accent. He is a member of parliament. He is the leader of the Conservative Party and hoping to be the next Canadian prime minister. He was talking to a reporter, a real live, alleged live reporter. And let's see if I can figure out. There's somewhere I saw the uh, outlet. I never heard of the outlet that this guy, but then I don't really follow Canadian uh, elections that closely. But in this discussion, well, in this interview, the Canadian journalist, all right, here we go. Let's see. It's apparently a reporter and editor from Castanet, Canadian outlet. This guy, this Pierre, is just sitting there eating an apple. They're in an apple orchard. He's eating an apple. And you got to love it because he puts this piece of crap leftist journalist on his heels from the get-go by refusing to just simply accept the premise of the question, by questioning the premise of the question at every turn. Because if you pay attention, you watch the debates, you watch interviews with Republican candidates, there's always, well, some people are saying this, and there's, there's a general consensus, there's a feeling. People have said, well, who, what people? What, pe- what are they saying? People have said what? What, are they say- what the reporter is doing is basically showing their bias. They're not normally called out on it, so they get away with it. But this guy did not let it happen with this editor. Listen to this exchange. It's brilliant. It's br- Republicans' candidates need to learn from this crap. Um, on, the, on the topic, I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy currently, you're obviously taking the populist uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, ap- appealing, appealing to people's uh, more emotional levels, I would guess. Um, I mean, what certainly, you mean certainly, you, certainly, you tap, certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know, this and that, right wing, you know, I mean, it's that, that type of ideological thing. I never really talk about left but or right. Anyways, a lot I of people... I don't pe- really believe in that. Okay. A lot of people would, would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump uh, book. Probably like which people would say that? Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians, but... Like who? <laughs> I don't know who, but... Well, you're um, the one who asked the question, so yeah. I, you must know somebody. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sure there's some out there, but anyways, the, the, point of this, the point of this question is, I mean, why should, why should Canadians trust you with their vote, given, you know, not, not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of Donald Trump's book, but also... What are you also, talking about? What page? What page? Can you give okay. me a page? Give me the page. You keep <laughs> in, saying in terms, that. In terms of ter- turning things quite dramatically in terms of, of Trudeau and, and the left wing and all of this, I mean, you, you, you make quite a, you know, it's, it's quite a play that you make on it. So I'm, I'm not sure. I don't, under, I, don't, I don't know what your question okay. is. Okay, then forget that. Why should Canadians trust you with their vote? Common sense. Okay. common sense for, for a change. We're going to make common sense common in this country. We don't have any common sense in the current government. You know, the guy prints $600 billion, grows our money supply by 32% in three years. That's growing the money 
eight times faster than the economy. No wonder we have the worst inflation in four decades. I'm going to cap spending, cut waste, so that we can balance the budget and bring down inflation and interest rates. You'll want to be able to pay your mortgage again. You want to be able to afford rent. Then you have to vote for Pierre Polyev because I'm the only one with a common sense plan that will bring back the buying power of your paycheck. Amen. Brilliantly done. Absolutely brilliantly done. And yet, we have people in this country who would never think to do that. I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. Be rude. They're being rude to you. Be rude back. Don't be a jerk about it. But there's a way to just be assertive and say, look, I'm not going to play the the game. I'm not going to accept the premise of your... Who? Who's saying this? People are saying that there's a lot of talk... Who, who's saying it? Well, you're using it. What am I doing? Give me an example. Give me an example. Rather than... He could have just sat there and tried to squirm around and answer the question and get all nervous. He wasn't going to play that game. He immediately put the journalist on his heels and came out smelling like a rose. And the whole time you hear him chomping on an apple. He's just like, he's got zero Fs to give. And he's just not going to do it. He's not going to give any of them to this guy. I love it. I've watched that video three or four times and I thought, God, this is brilliant because the guy's just so calm, cool, and collected throughout. He's just like, yeah, who says that? Who's that? Real, ultimately, he's he could have gone a step further and said, you said that. You're finding that you want, you believe these things. This is your priority. This is what you think. You're the journalist. You're supposed to be unbiased, but this is what you want. He could have easily done that. He didn't. It's probably better that he didn't. I would have been, I would have found it nearly impossible to resist the urge, but uh, that's why I'm not a politician and he is. And hopefully he beats that uh, black-faced weirdo up in uh, Canada, Fidel Castro's kid. Anyway, that is enough for today, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend. Don't forget about the Weekend F and Review at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. Well, maybe maybe tomorrow we'll have a speaker. Maybe tomorrow the president will have done something over in the Middle East or maybe the whole thing would have been canceled. It's one of those things where there's a lot of potential stuff that could happen and a lot of it might not because reasons or whatever. Look, people will find ways to be stupid. New and it's one of the few things that everybody can innovate in, being stupid. So we'll see what happens. Appreciate you listening. I'll see you all tomorrow. Have a great one.